The first scripture reading comes from Psalms 118, verses 14 to 29, on page 534 of the Old Testament portion of your Pew Bible. The Lord is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. There are glad songs of victory in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has punished me severely, but he did not give me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has given us light. Blind the festal procession with branches up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, and I will extol you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gospel lesson today is from the gospel according to John. I'm reading from chapter 20, verses 19 to 31. Listen now for the word of God. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the 12, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my fingers in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, 
my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. Heavenly Creator, we celebrate that Christ is risen. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you this day. Amen. Do not be without faith, but be faithful. Do not doubt, but believe. The passage has been translated many different ways. I've come to embrace right now, do not be without faith, but be faith-filled. It sure is easy to say the words, but it is sometimes hard to live them. Thomas was struggling. Thomas had said the week before, I must see the marks on his hand and in his side. Then I will have faith. Jesus had appeared to the disciples a week earlier, but Thomas wasn't there. Maybe he had to work. Maybe there were family problems. The disciples, the people with whom he had spent so much time, and he was one of those, they told him that Jesus had appeared to them, but he wouldn't believe them. He had to see for himself. I've had times when I would say I was without faith. I'm not sure where the faith was. It was as if I had left it on home on, at home on the counter by the back door. Or maybe it got stored away with the winter clothes. Or I just couldn't find it because I got caught up in the emotion of the issue. Or maybe I had stayed away from the room when others stayed behind and had an encounter with the living God. The week before, the disciples maybe were without faith. They certainly weren't trusting. They had locked themselves in a room to hide from the authorities. Their Lord was missing from the tomb. Now Mary had told them that she saw Jesus and that Jesus said he would first ascend and then return to them. The disciples were afraid of the authorities and what might happen because that tomb was empty. This man they had followed and had hoped would bring peace had been crucified. And the disciples were guilty of turning their backs on him, denying him. On the last night they were with Jesus, they finally understood him and they believed he came from God. But now they were hiding in a room behind closed doors, fearful of the authorities, worried they might lose their lives. Then Jesus appeared. He breathed the Holy Spirit upon them. He had promised them an advocate <clears throat> and he delivered on his promise. Jesus brought them peace in the midst of great anxiety. And now they were together and united and must have felt faith-filled. But Thomas wasn't convinced by this second-hand account. Who can blame him? I think sometimes we expect people to be convinced by our accounts of how God has touched our lives, about how through Jesus Christ God is revealed to each of us. But explanations don't always work sharing stories so others can see and hear how God has made a difference, it's important. 
This is how we witness. Sharing stories helps others see how those stories might be unfolding in their own lives. But the story itself is probably not what fills someone with faith. We also witness through our actions. And for Thomas, it was going to take some action. He needed to see the marks on Jesus' hand and in his side. And Jesus responded. It was a week later. Sometimes we all know we have to wait until we see those actions. And when one is feeling without faith, waiting can be difficult. I wonder what Thomas thought about during that week. Was he able to just go about whatever his daily business was? Did he recall all that Jesus had taught him during their time together? Thomas was with Jesus when Jesus raised Lazarus. Thomas was with Jesus at his final meal. He was with him through his ministry. He knew Jesus well. But was he telling himself this Messiah stuff really doesn't matter? Or did he think back to what he and the disciples had experienced with Jesus? It must have been a long week for Thomas. I imagine Thomas wanted to be filled with faith. I know when I've struggled, that's how I have felt. I want to feel the faith I have had, but somehow have lost. Those difficult days are terribly long. And if you wake up during the night with those thoughts, it's even longer. We look at others and see the joy in their lives and wonder why it has left us. And sometimes the secondhand accounts of others just don't do it. And then Jesus appeared again, and he returned to witness to Thomas in person. And when we are with someone who is struggling, we may need to return again and again and again. We can't give up on someone in the midst of a struggle. Being without faith is a scary place to be, especially when you can recall what it feels like to be filled with faith. And you worry that it's gone, that it won't return. But then someone knows the right question to ask or the right way to share or just their presence gives you hope. And you don't know what it is, but when that faith begins to fill you up, it is if God is present in the person. God has touched you through the actions of someone else. That person is the living presence of God. And then you have faith again at last. Jesus invited Thomas to touch and see the marks in his hand. He invited Thomas to place his arm in Jesus' side. Jesus went beyond being present. He wanted Thomas to connect with him. Jesus wanted Thomas to be filled with faith. Thomas exclaimed, my Lord and my God. Thomas knew. Thomas proclaimed what no one else had said yet. Jesus was God, a mighty God, a God who had come to earth and sacrificed all, a mighty God who became flesh and challenged all that was wrong with the world a mighty God who was willing to come back and say, see and touch my hands so that Thomas might be filled with faith. My Lord and my God, you know how it is when you've struggled with something for a great long while and finally, finally you realize God is present. And you want to shout to the world, my Lord and my God, it's okay to do so. Because to be faith-filled again is a wonderful gift Jesus then said to Thomas, have you believed because you have seen me? 
Blessed are those who have not seen and yet come to believe. Those people are definitely blessed. I feel blessed that so many in my life have been a living presence of God to me. I hope that I am able to be the same to them and to others. You see, those of us who have followed after that first group of disciples need to be the living presence of God to others. We can't show the marks on Jesus' hands, but we can demonstrate the mark Jesus has made on our lives. We can be a visible presence because believing without seeing is sometimes a difficult thing to do. I've also found that being faith-filled once doesn't guarantee I'll stay faith-filled. Something else can happen to shake me up. But you know, the next time it may not take as much time to fill me back up. Sure, the days are still difficult, but if I can remember that feeling of being able to proclaim my Lord and my God, then I will be get, get back to being faith-filled again sooner. And the next time is shorter even still. As time goes on and I experience God, then when a difficult time comes, I can rely on my own experience and tell myself that God is present. I can, in my mind, reach out and touch Jesus as he invited Thomas to do. I can quickly proclaim again, my Lord and my God. The purpose of this gospel, the Gospel of John, was so its readers could strengthen their belief in Jesus. And as we continue to tell the story and demonstrate God's love, we can continue to believe and be filled with faith. Thanks be to God. Amen.